0: I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab podcast. Today we're talking about content writing, all about what kind of content you write, What are the industry standards now versus what they used to be and how you can win with high quality content for your organization? So
1: historically, businesses could write 500 word articles, you know, blog posts, uh, and they would win. But things have changed. Google has come out with new algorithms. There's enough players out there writing high quality content. And so... What's changed is the amount of content and the amount of content on those pages. We see agencies all the time where they've got a staff of writers who have headphones on and they sit there and just they'll pick an H1 that they think matters, you know, their service or their business and then the name of their city and they'll just puke on the screen and it'll be 500 words of garbage. And maybe Google's algorithm doesn't track it down as low quality, but it is low quality.
0: Even worse, I mean, sometimes it's a template, right? Sometimes you can see the same pattern, but they're just swapping words out. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and and so, you know, they create 500 URLs, and they basically change the H1 and maybe the H2. And, And those are the important things. Don't get me wrong, H1, the first paragraph of the article in the h2 the, that those are big signals to the bots but that's playing a game that's trying to trick the system the true way to do it now and, and this is the truth is it has changed it's what we use it's called the skyscraper method we're going to search for a high quality title and we ask ourselves every time can we pitch our client's service or business in this article and if the answer is no then well, honestly, we're just going for vanity stats. We're, we're trying to get our clients' stats up, and and it really doesn't convert into clients. So when the answer is yes, we can pitch our clients, service or product, then we've found an article that we need to spend time putting good qu- content on the page. So if we're stri- strictly talking about content, then we're not talking about a 500-word article with a bunch with a targeted H1, a unique H2,
0: and a bunch of garbage. Yep. Absolutely. And intent matters here, guys. Quality content. So it used to be, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive. Today, you think short attention span. You think social media. You think what's a quick answer to a quick question. On content, it's different. You want to go deep because someone who's searching for content is looking for an answer to a problem or a question. And you can't just throw out answers or phrases for questions you have to really give them quality give them the answer to that question in the content intent matters here taking care of people like they're your customer because if you do they could become your customer
1: yeah i i agree 100 percent. like you know readability on a screen is way different than readability in a classroom textbook and you can see a prime example from neil patel hrefs yoast Uh, They all have different writing styles. What you want to get away from in regard to readability is writing huge blocks of content. You you want, on a screen, it's really hard to read a block of content. So you want to change your paragraphs into smaller paragraphs. Whereas, once upon a time, teachers were like, yeah, six, eight, ten words is a paragraph. Now, if you can stick to two- and three-word paragraphs underneath an area... much more readable and um it's just easier to read on the screen easier on the eyes neil patel is a prime example who does this well so when you're talking about answering questions one resource we use is answer the public answer the public actually scrapes Google suggests and um, and it gives you all of the who what why when and where around a topic when you pick that keyword and you're like yes I can pitch my clients service on this page then you want to create a well-rounded page around that keyword instead of writing 10 smaller articles that all compete against each other, and Google's trying to parse out which one should rank higher, instead of fighting each other, write them as one complete piece or a complete guide, answer a whole lot of FAQ, true query FAQs. When someone's asking the question, how then they're looking for an answer. They're possibly looking for your service. This is a great way to add a whole bunch of additional words that are actually high quality when you have a huge FAQ section or answer it in, a, in your blog or answer it in your um, your article and make it look unique. Write it for the user. Of course, do the right things on the um, HTML front for the bots and do the right thing in regard to your OG, your Open Graph and, and your JSON LD, of course. All of these things matter. But in regard content versus content. We want to write long articles. We want to answer things around the topic. And we want that article to win for that keyword. You cannot give up on it. You can't just write it and let it decay. You have to actually make it like your child, make it evergreen, keep adding to it, see how it fights for the keyword you're trying to win for and revamp it, change it, modify the H2s, add more content, get backlinks of course get backlinks, make sure you have images and a PDF if you can, and an audio uh, on it, and a video on it, and all of them having the, um, the file name to the title, to the alt text all of it lining up on the page, yes get all of your technical SEO down we're strictly talking content to content cannot do 500 word um, 10 different 500 words you have to try to get these things from 2,000 to 5,000 words 100%
0: you uh, definitely have to do that guys so let 's talk about what has actually changed with content writing over the last couple of years, like how did it change? what did it used to look like, and why these changes matter now and they can really affect your website so google 's algorithms are are made
1: to give their users the best experience. When you do a search in Google, you are Google's client because you're trying to find something that matches your query. And so their algorithms are all about matching the correct fit to the query. Over time, Google's algorithms realize that low content, low words, weak content are not the best fits in their engine. So they're coming out with these algorithms that continually penalize low quality and benefit high quality. So as the algorithms change, you want pages... That are true sources on the keyword. Now, of course, if you're trying to write about a a keyword that's got a massive keyword difficulty, you may even with a a nine billion word article, you may never
0: win if you're
1: writing it on a on a
0: a URL that has no um, authority. Let's let's take a second and talk about keyword difficulty. What exactly is that for those people who don't know? So, keyword difficulty is just a metric. It's It's um,
1: measuring how difficult it is to get your article in the top 10 of the search on Google. And I'm not discounting Bing at all. Bing, you know, Alexa scrapes Bing. Uh, Bing is the real deal. Bing is happening, it's coming. But I'm strictly talking about Google right now. So getting in the top 10 search that's the most important thing. Of course, even more important than that is is the top three, and, and more important than that is is number one, and more important than that even is is rich snippets and being in all these things that Google are adding to their SERPs. So to get in those, there's a keyword difficulty. There's um, how difficult it is for someone trying to get in the top ten. That's already established. You know the incum- incumbents are already there. What is it going to take to get there? Keyword difficulty shows you how strong those pages are that are already there from how strong the URL is all the way down to how strong that actual page is from backlinks that are on the website, their internal linking structure, passing link juice down to those pages and backlinks that are on those actual pages.
0: Absolutely. So you're not going to get away with making a page about Facebook and outranking it. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a reality, but there, I do know a player in California that is outranking Instagram on some of their um, articles. So there are some things that, without a program like Ahrefs or Raven or SEO Spyglass or um, Moz, you really can't look at SERPs, the top 10 results, um, from a program and say, ooh, here's a, here's a low apple ooh, here's an opportunity. Right. You have to look behind the scenes to see those opportunities. You're right. 99 out of 100 of those, those opportunities aren't there. But that's what agencies do. They're looking for those apples, traffic, and then asking the question, can I sell my customer's service or product? If
0: not, it's just a vanity stat. All right, so pricing. Let's talk about that for a second. We've done research on this, and the pricing is all over the map, guys. It ranges anywhere from 2 to $0.04. Cents. That's going to be lower quality from what we've seen outsourced probably from India in most cases. Um, and we've seen agencies that charge by the article or depending on how much revenue it's projected to bring in or by the hour even people that charge 30 50 100 bucks an hour for writing and then some places that might charge 30 to 50 cents it really is going to come down to the reputation of the organization that you're using to write for you and what kind of word keyword that you're trying to rank for like what what you're trying to win at for your service that's what it's going to come down to on those in summary we're going to go back over our main points here the first thing is to remember you're going deep two to four thousand words get rid of those 500 word articles they're not doing any favors if you have multiple 500 word articles that are in the same neighborhood as far as keywords, you need to combine them into a massive article that provides a lot of value. Delete the old URLs, create redirects to your new massive deep dive on this subject, and start winning with those types of articles. And don't forget to update these, make them evergreen, come back to them, revisit them every couple months, and make updates depending on what's happening, what kind of industry updates are out there. Don't forget to use tools like Answer the Public, which is free, Ahrefs, uh, Google Trends, see what's out there, and use those to your advantage. So a lot of questions we get is, how do I know if my website's
1: competing with itself? You have to use Google search operators to learn that stuff. Go to Google, search Google search operators by hrefs. read that article, start using that Boolean, those operators in Google search, find the pages that are competing, find duplicate content, find your indexation issues, find all kinds of technical SEO things to fix by using operators, fix those things. It's going to make a huge difference for you.
0: Awesome. And that is a free resource too, guys. And of course, if you have questions... Hit us up, nozatconsulting at gmail.com. We'll be happy to cover any questions in future episodes. But for now, I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast.